Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. This season is all about moms, and I am personally thankful to honor my mom, Shari, as she has these conversations with moms each week in different stages of motherhood. Today's final guest for this season is Amanda Benedict. Shari and Amanda have a great conversation for us to listen to, so let's get started. Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. I'm so excited that you're tuning into this season where we're talking about motherhood. I got a lot of requests to talk about motherhood in previous seasons, and there's just so many things I want to talk about on this podcast, and I've been waiting for this one and super excited to do this with some of my friends. And today I have a friend of mine. Her name is Amanda Benedict, and she is from Fort Collins, Colorado. And she and I actually met years ago before I had kids, and she lived with Clayton and I for a while. She actually was one of our first employees at Clayton King Ministries. And so she went to Anderson University, and then she moved in with us when we were living in North Carolina. And uh, now she is a physician's assistant at a family practice in her town. She has a son named Graham, who is super cute. And um, she loves, she said, I love playing outside in Colorado. Well, let me tell you what playing outside for her is. It's basically like running marathons, riding bikes, skiing, doing all the adventurous things. So you've already heard her laugh. So I'm going to let her go ahead and just say hello to you guys. Well, thanks, Shari. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Amanda Benedict, and um, like Shari said, I do love playing outdoors. It uh, is life-giving for me. It's a way that I definitely connect back with God and kind of stay present in my life. Um, Let's see, it's my son, Graham, and I, and he is seven and our dog scout mm-hmm. um my mom and sister live nearby and play a big role in my son's life as well and i guess graham and i care um we care very deeply about our friends and rely on the circle of friends that we have around us as well um, both in and out of the church cool yeah amanda um So I have to tell you guys a little bit about how motivated Amanda is. When she lived with us, she graduated with a, uh, what was your degree? Uh, It It was was like sports medicine. Sports medicine. Yeah, basically. And then Mm -hmm. when you lived with us, you basically would work in the morning, then you'd come home, eat a snack, (laughs) and go running for however many miles. And then you would go to the coffee shop and study for like three hours because you were getting your physical therapy um, degree, correct? You were no, upgrading. I, well, I was getting my certification as an athletic trainer at that okay. point in time. Yeah. Okay. And then you went to physical therapy, right? No, or... close. Okay. <laughs> then went back here. I um, went back to school to get some additional prerequisites, and then okay. I went to physician assistant school. Okay. So now you're um, you're a doctor, seeing people basically every day. Um, I'm sure a lot right now. You've already had your yes. vaccine, right? Yes, I do. I'm fully <laughs> vaccinated and grateful for that. Yes. Um, and so Amanda is just, I, 
I just saw her discipline. She every day she did this because she had a goal and she was going to meet it. And I really appreciated that about her when we first met. Um, so, Amanda, tell us a little bit about Graham because this is, you know, obviously a podcast on motherhood. And so we want to talk about our kids a little bit. So tell me a little bit about him and then what you're most passionate about in your role um, being his mom. Yeah, well, like most parents, I think my kid is pretty amazing. Um, let's see, Graham has an incredible imagination. And so I love that he invites me into wonderful adventures on a daily basis. Um, and perhaps because of the scenario that we'll be talking a little bit about here today in his life, he, I find that he's very insightful emotionally. Mm-hmm. And that is also to like to his emotions, but also to others. And I, I love that he pays attention to that in other people. Mm. Um, I think the thing that I am extremely passionate about in, uh, as far as motherhood is that I do believe that that we are each created in the image of God uh, and that there are aspects of God's glory that we each reflect uniquely. And so as a parent, I get to help collect those pieces of data in Graham's life and mark those those places of how Graham ha- or how God has put Graham together. And and I think that helps that's going to help me enable him to know himself more fully and how mm-hmm. God has created him. And so we get to be witnesses of uh, to God's story in each of our lives in general, just as Christians. But I think that's what we do in parenting. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have a quote, if you don't mind yeah, sure. me reading it, yeah, that read I it. think speaks to that. Um, so um, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, or fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Mm, So I guess, yeah, that's what I hope to do for him is is to help him find those places. Yeah, that God, the glory that God's put in him. Mm, That's so cool. I know that um, I think sometimes as parents in general, it's uh, one of the temptations, I think, is to um, to almost own our kids, if that makes any sense, to see them as ours. And yes, mm-hmm. they are in a sense um, that we should have an ownership in their life, a, like a, a responsibility and ownership because they have been tr- entrusted to us for sure. Right. Um, but I think that you're speaking to a a bigger picture where they are God's children Mm -hmm. and in some weird way, there are brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and especially as my kids have gotten older, they're pouring into me just like they're my brothers, even though they're my children. And I think if we, um, if we always keep the perspective kind of that we 
own our kids, you know, or they're ours, then we don't let that we don't we're not giving them permission um, to be to have that other kind of role for us um, that I think God intended, you know, Um, even just coming down here to do this podcast, Jacob, I think today has checked on me about four times. Hey mama, how are you doing today? How was your workout? How are you feeling? I hope your podcast goes well. And those are things that he's pouring into me, but it's because I think he feels that responsibility to love me. And if I own him, you know, like if he's Mm -hmm. mine, then he wouldn't feel that responsibility. And so I like your perspective in that, um, you're saying, I want to watch Graham. I want to see who he is. I want to see how he shines. I want to um, offer him liberation and freedom so that he can ask, people can see that in his life and they can hope for that too. And so I think that's beautiful. So, Thanks. Yeah. Um, so the next thing that I would love for you to share um, is your story of motherhood. Just kind mm-hmm. of like tell us uh, – How did you have kids and where are you now in that journey of motherhood? Well, you know, I pictured things differently, like life Mm -hmm. didn't go as planned Mm -hmm. as I think most of us would say, you know, looking back over what Mm -hmm. we had pictured versus what has happened and taken place in our life. I had pictured having two or three kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, as of right now, it's just Graham and I, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it didn't, it didn't unfold the way that I had thought, you know, Graham was probably about two at the time that his dad and I divorced. And so I never pictured doing this, you know, uh, on my own. And as I was thinking about this question, it was kind of a hard question for me to answer yeah. uh, because I think we, we picture motherhood as a story of laying down our own life and sacrificing for our children, mm-hmm. which it, which it is, um, and has been for me in a lot of ways. But I think even more so my story of motherhood is one of finding myself and mm-hmm. fighting fiercely for myself and my voice. Um, I've had to first learn to parent the places in me that were broken or harmed so that I could do that for Graham. Mm. Because, I mean, what do you do when you don't like your story, when you don't want to join in the story that God is writing for you currently? Mm. And I've had to journey into places of lament and grief, um, which I think there is plenty in the Bible on those topics. But I think that in the church, we often just like to skip over that part to talking about how God will use all things for good or bring beauty out of ashes. But I had to realize and ask myself, like, how can I offer hope to Graham and say that God will redeem all things if I haven't wrestled that out in my own life yet? Mm. And, and so a big part of that has been allowing others to bear witness to my life in these hard places of loss. Mm-hmm. you know, to the very lowest places and lowest parts when I, when I literally didn't think I would be able to get up off the floor mm-hmm. and, and letting them hold hope for me, um, letting them be, letting them reflect God's goodness when in all honesty, I couldn't see it for myself. Yeah. And, um, counseling has been a big part of that for me. And so, for a lot of single parents, there's obviously been some form of probably trauma in that process of becoming a single parent. And so I would mm-hmm. highly encourage, you know, you know, as single parents to seek out the advice of a, of a, of a good counselor to help you through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
you know, um, definitely have sought out books and podcasts to help me in that process. And along with then that that strong sense of community of people around me that I mentioned of mm -hmm. letting them into the really hard places in my life mm -hmm. and um, and allowing myself to sit in places of questioning God, mm -hmm. you know, because as you mentioned, you know, a big part of my life is has been discipline and accomplishing and on to the next, you know, thing to accomplish. And I had to, I guess, in a sense, embrace that, that that is part of me, but also that I am loved by God and valued by God as I am and who he made me to be without accomplishing anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, a, a big part of this has, you know, and some of the hurts that I've had in my life is feeling that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't, uh, lovable. And, uh, ironically, my name, Amanda means worthy of love. And, wow. and so having to come into that full ownership of that and also having that community around me reflect back and say, no, Amanda, like hold up a mirror of like, here's the glory that God has put in you. Mm. Even though my life's story, a lot of it has been tearing away at my value. And mm. yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, I've had those moments, you know, um, after I had Jacob, I went through a postpartum depression where I just couldn't, I didn't feel like a good mom. I didn't feel like I could pick myself up. I felt a lot of struggle in um, almost kind of being disappointed in myself that I wasn't um, able to let God pull me out of this. And ironically, um, it's the same thing as you. So my name means grace. And then my second name means grace given by God. It's like a mm. double grace, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so here's the irony. I don't feel like a graceful person, you know, as far as I'm not like a ballerina. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> I, I played sports. I was the one slide tackling. I was the one drawing the charge. You know, it just, I'm, <laughs> I just don't feel like that. Um, I think my idea of grace was that I would be a graceful person. Naturally, people just felt happy and and not forgiven around me. I don't really know. I don't know what it is, but I didn't <laughs> feel like my name matched me yeah. until I went through this journey where I needed grace mm. in order to um, overcome, I guess, the situations that I was in. And that's the only way I could get through. And so I felt like I interpreted my name in a different way. It wasn't necessarily how I acted, but what I needed, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. So it's kind of weird. Here we are talking mm -hmm. about names, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But I think you're loved. I think you're lovable. <laughs> I really like you. So, um, so I'm glad. I'm glad about your name. So we're going to take like a short break. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk a little bit about some of your biggest challenges. Yay. Let's go. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey listeners, we just wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about one of the most exciting parts of our ministry's calendar year, Crossroads Summer Camp. We get it. Making a camp decision is difficult. 
there's lots of things to consider like travel, price, and even just deciding if a camp is a good fit for your group. So what if we told you that we work extra hard to make our camp in Anderson, South Carolina the easiest experience from start to finish? We not only pour into your students through dynamic teaching, powerful worship, and amazing community, we pour into the leaders as well. If you're looking for a camp that won't break the bank, that has a ton of fun, that will give your students a transformative experience and not make you want to retire early, Crossroads Summer Camp could be for you. Clayton and Shari teach the gospel in a clear way on your students' level. We feel sure that you're going to love it. Check out the dates and learn more at CrossroadSummerCamp.com. It'll be the best week of your summer. Okay, back to the show. All right, Evercoming Monday listeners, in case you forgot, um, we're here today talking a little bit with my friend Amanda Benedict about being a single mom and um, some of her journey, and hopefully she's going to give you some little secrets for your big breakthrough. That's the motto of this <laughs> podcast, but specifically, we're, we're, I'm asking Amanda now, what have been some of her biggest challenges in motherhood? Hmm. Well, I have found that there is nothing like single parenting to make me feel like I'm not enough on a daily basis. Um, because as you mentioned, like I'm used to working hard and earning the, the highest grade and accomplishing. And there is the reality that I can't be both a mom and a dad. I can't be both fully the masculine and the feminine. And, um, and so it, it is a reminder on a daily basis that in some ways I, I'm not enough and I, I have to just be present as I am. And, and I know this sounds contradictory, but that in me, who God has made me to be, I am enough in that, in that like I can only show up as me mm-hmm. and let God fill in the gaps where those are in our life and it's been a gift to see that, but it is challenging and uh, um, just humbling on a daily basis to mm-hmm. to not be able to to fill everything, you know, um, myself. Mm-hmm. And I think the other big challenge has been uh, searching for this idea of contentment and. Uh, And that, like, as I shared, sometimes you don't like the story that's being written for you currently. And how do I hold that well? And as I said, this wasn't my, my, my plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And so growing up in church, I was told that we needed to be content, that we should be content in God. And that I think in my mind, the idea of contentment was this picture of a very composed, Mm -hmm. gentle woman of God. And as With I her made hands this, folded in her yes, lap, you know? yeah, and hair done, and I don't know, I guess everything else put together. But that in this journey towards contentment, that mine is a much more wild, messy, fought for idea of contentment, and that I have learned that the idea of joy and contentment nearly almost go always goes hand in hand with being willing to walk with grief. Wow. Yeah, I think that's good. I I feel like there have been times in my life where I've just 
where contentment is just a choice. It hasn't been, it hasn't been a choice to be where I was and in the situation right. that I was in, but I almost had to choose, um, choose to trust God. I think for me, contentment in those situations was I'm going to choose to trust God, even though I don't like where I am, because if I don't, I'm miserable. <laughs> Right. If that makes any yeah. sense. And so mm -hmm. choosing to figure out how to trust and to, to train myself to look for the things that, um, that are bringing me joy and things that are working. And, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to explain it other than that. It's just sometimes contentment's just a choice and you don't feel it inside. You have to work, work for that, like settled feeling that doesn't come naturally in a situation that you don't like. So right. I don't know mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. It does. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say? So this is kind of like off script, but when you said, um, what did you say? You said something about Graham and how uh, the gaps, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. How would practically, I feel like gaps are probably felt by a lot of, a lot of single moms. Mm -hmm. And so you said, you know, trusting that those gaps will be filled in. Do you have an example of, say, a gap that you feel like you've seen in Graham's life and how that has been filled, say, not by you, but some other way? Is that what mm -hmm. you're saying? Like, I can't fill them all, so I'm trusting right. that they're going to get filled in some way, in some other way? Yeah, I think two things come to mind when you ask that. First, I think, is being honest with Graham of uh, that I'm not – gonna be everything and and sometimes I think as parents we think we need to like reassure our kids that like I've got it all under control you know mm -hmm. like I've got this it's gonna be okay and in some ways like when that happens when I mess up when it's not the way it is to just to to because kids feel it you mm -hmm. know but most of the time then we try and cover it up or sweep it under the rug you know and then that's they, that's what they learn of like, oh, that's how we handle these things in our family. We don't really mm -hmm. talk about it, you know? And, and so to, to name things with him helps in that process of to, to affirm like, Hey, it probably feels like this. Is, is that right? Am I getting mm -hmm. that right? And, and, and like, this is hard uh, or I messed up, you know, admitting that I've messed up. And so I think naming it and, and not trying to like create a perfect picture for Graham is mm -hmm. a part of that process. And then I think also, um, being intentional of, of what I want and mm -hmm. or where I see those gaps. And so, like I said, I'm not a man mm -hmm. very clearly. And so <laughs> that, um, I do seek that out in the community around me and and I met with a counselor and just kind of uh, a male counselor and just said like okay I'm raising a boy like what what can I do to 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 do that well and and so one of their his pieces of advice was to find um men that you know love God and um that you obviously really trust mm -hmm. to to be a part of his life and and so there there has been some some of those men in our lives um one of them is in the process of of building a tree house in our backyard you Aww, know that he cool. that he he chose that he he asked hey can i build grandma tree house you know and so as we've just invited those people into our lives it's kind of like 
then then you just let it happen as it comes but you have to invite that and mm -hmm. so um looking at where there are those gaps of things that like i really want this to be a part of graham's life and i don't have that skill set or you know what have you and and then look for that and pray for that and and then i guess trust that if that is necessary um in your life that god will help provide it yeah i guess that also means that you almost have to pursue families or people that you feel like would be good for him and mm -hmm. just be honest with them about what you would want and once it gets to a point of them asking would you like this you just have to have clear expectations and then also probably trust them um, sometimes with him in ways uh, to act in ways that maybe you wouldn't normally act because you're not a guy, you know? Right. Yeah. So. That's definitely been a piece of our story of, mm. of needing to invite community into our lives and be intentional about it. Cause other people don't always know what you need. And yeah, so, and don't want to be intrusive. Right. And so to, to be intentional with those friends and say like, I, this is what I need. This is what I'm looking for. Is that okay with you yeah. and ask for it? Yeah. That's a hard ask. I, I would struggle with that. And so I commend you for, you know, for pursuing that. I think pursuing friendships in general and other people in general can be intimidating, but to mm -hmm. ask someone to be involved with your child, your son, you know, and fill in a gap, that's very vulnerable. Um, but I think it's, I think I, I mean, I need that too. My boys have had great small group leaders and they mm -hmm. pour into them, uh, their small group leaders pour into them in ways that Clayton and I can't, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think for any family or any mom, you know, it's good to find other influences for your kids. Um, well, uh, I guess we kind of already moved into this next question that I was going to ask you, uh, what is helpful for a church community to know in supporting single parents and moms? So we kind of led there and I didn't even, <laughs> yeah. didn't even know um, I was doing it. Um, I guess maybe to answer that a little bit more fully where, where we were kind of going with it of like, I, I've had to ask you know, friends to like, Hey, I need family. Um, like I don't need more girls nights out that like i i know how to pursue relationship for myself and um i mean that has been a hard thing to learn like I, at times it's made me feel needy but i had a friend say to me the other day she's like i love how you are willing to name what you need mm -hmm. and i admire that about you and and um so I, I was willing to take that compliment because that was definitely something that I've had to work on. But I, I do feel like I know how to pursue deep friendships and I have that. Um, but that being a single parent, um, at least speaking for myself, can be hard in that there's a level of isolation in the sense that you don't have a spouse, um, particularly here in COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yes. But that it can also cut you off from your connection or your place in community because you're not a a couple yeah. um, because couples tend to ask other couples do things with other couples and families tend to do things with other family units and so that's been a part of a learning process for me is saying like hey I need I need my family and and to also not 
like diminish what grandma and I have in that it's hard for me. Like sometimes I think like, well, we don't deserve the title of being family. a family because we're not like the full picture of a family, mm. but we are. And my yeah. family needs to be with other families. Mm. And my son needs not only friends and not for himself and not only to see that I have friends, but he needs to be around other family units. And yeah. so I don't, you know, that obviously depends on, you know, other people's marriages and the dynamics of their families, what that would look like and what would be a healthy way for them to do that. But, um, that's something I've had to speak out and ask for. And it's been beautiful then to see my community respond with, you know, that might be inviting us over for holidays. Uh, uh, and like this next weekend, we're going on a ski trip with another family because I said like, Hey, I, I, I need I need Graham and I to rub elbows with other families and and so we and it took some intentionality we had to talk about what that would look like and what because if your expectations are off then there's there's places for disappointment for both of you right and so we yeah. both had to talk about our expectations of what that would look like yeah what is and, how much how much how much do are we going to fit into your family time and are mm -hmm. we going to have family time all together all the time? Or can you guys go off on your own and do your own thing? And then we do our own thing. There's a lot yeah. of details to going on a vacation with, with another, <laughs> right. you know, and, uh, some other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so we had to just be honest and, and talk about what we both wanted and, and, uh, and it's been, it's been great to, to do that with friends and say, Hey, not only do I love and appreciate you as a friend, but by extension, I love your family and I care about your family. And I, and I would hope that that would be reciprocated and want that for Graham and I. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's been one thing that I've had to ask for. Um, and, and then as I thought about this question, like a favor, I guess, to ask of your listeners, mm -hmm. uh, is to, is to, um, to, to not refer to your time uh, when your spouse is away as um, single parenting it mm -hmm. uh, because that's hard when I hear friends or people refer, refer to that um, because to remember that what you are putting in a negative connotation is my life mm -hmm. and is the life of a single parent that you're like, oh man, I had to single parent it. Uh, and, and not only that, but it also, in a sense, uh, um, there's a, there's a drastic difference between having to do a segment of time as a single parent or like be the only one to take kids to events and things like that. But, mm. um, it, it, uh, I guess, um, it, there's a drastic difference between that and like truly taking on parenting your child and the decisions and things like that, all of that within your home on your own. Right. And so... Um, there's a greater, there's a greater burden that doesn't really, um, translate when, even if it's, um, like for a whole week or a weekend or right. whatever it ends up being, you know, that there's an end and, and still there's a lot of times a phone call away where you're not doing it by yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I understand yeah. that. I can see how that would be hard. Um, I think that probably I have felt that way and I've probably said that. Um, I don't think I've meant it ever in a negative connotation. I've always thought of myself, I've always thought to myself, I don't know how my mom did this, <laughs> you know? Right. I don't yeah. know how she did it and I respect her so much because this has been hard to not have someone here during mm -hmm. this period of time. And then I think about a military family, you know, who 
who a lot of times the wives have their children for maybe years or months or, right. you know, for a while, not knowing when they're going to see their husband again. So there's so many dynamics to families, but I think it's good to consider how we speak about families and what kind of connotation that brings to the ones, you know, to what we're really saying. So I think that's good right. wisdom. No, thanks. Thanks for encouraging yeah. us. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the last thing that I wanted to end with is like some encouragement or um, guidance that you would offer other moms who have faced the challenge mm -hmm. of single parenting, you know, because yeah. I don't feel like I can speak to that. <laughs> but um, I mean, I watched my mom do it some and, and that was hard, you know? Yeah. Um, but you've, you're living this day in and day out. And I've, I've listened to your ups and downs a little bit, not as much as, you know, your friends that are there with you in Colorado, but in and out glimpses of some of the challenges that you face. So I would love for you to encourage some of the listeners that are single moms. Sure. As I thought about this question, I, you know, I just, kind of thought over what's bubbled up for me over the past year or so. And I realized um, one of the things I learned this past summer was that I found myself often thinking of my life and Graham's childhood in the context of, well, when I have a partner, it will be like this, or mm -hmm. we'll be able to, like when I have a spouse, we'll be able to do this or that. And I have learned and am learning to live my life now um, embracing it as it is and not waiting for when this or that will happen. Um, and I have another quote, if you don't mind me sharing it, that's you kind can of, share um, whatever quotes you want. <laughs> okay. Um, so it, it goes, um, be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue. Do not seek the answers which cannot be given you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answers. Mm. And so I needed to start living everything now um, mm. as it as it is. And um, I, I wanted to have things tied up with a bow, like difficult scenarios in my life. Like, why did this happen? I wanted those answers to those questions. And what I have found is that rather than like continuing to focus on the why, why has this happened? Um, that I have found a much deeper life living, just living into it and leaning into those things and not seeking to just have a, an answer. And I have found that I've definitely been able to um, enjoy the present more and not try and like solve everything like mm -hmm. a puzzle um, and, and to lean into the questions that I didn't like and just let them unfold as they, as they will, you know, as it's unfolding now. And so I had to evaluate like, what are the core things that I want for Graham's childhood? What's the, like the spiritual growth that I want for him? And if those are the core things that I want for him, then I need to find a way to incorporate them in the here and now with like, this is my life. It's, it's me, mm -hmm. it's me and Graham, you know, in my community. And, but I can't wait for the, like the core pillars, you know, of his, of his childhood to come around when, when, or if I get married, 
um, because he's seven, you know, and I'm going to blink and he's going to be 12, you know, and, and his child would, childhood will have gone by. Um, and so like an example of that is this past summer, I wanted to take Graham camping because I grew up camping and I loved it. And, um, we've gone some with my family, but I wanted it to be something that he and I did. And I felt really intimidated by that prospect. All sorts of insecurities started coming up for me as I thought about that of like, well, will it be safe? And what will, what will I do if something goes wrong? And, and basically all those questions boiled down to, um, am I enough? can I do this? And, and so I, I said, yes, let's do it. And so he and I uh, went camping up at Steamboat Springs here in Colorado, and we had the, the grandest adventure. It was beautiful. And we, um, I thought we were going to stay for two nights and he loved it so much. He begged me to stay a third night. So we stayed in the third night and we played in the woods and we swung in the hammock and we paddle boarded and he and I had um, one of the most beautiful conversations sitting out in the middle of a lake sitting on the paddle board and um, kind of talked through like a rite of passage in a sense of like him stepping into being a, you know, going to school full time and kind of out of the home in a sense. And to me, that was like a, a line, a clear line of like a, a, of a progression for him into this next phase of life, which is, you know, going to school and what that meant and the opportunity to like talk with him about that. Um, and I would have missed that had I, been waiting for someone else to come along and fulfill these aspects of what I wanted in Graham's life. Um, and also if I had just sat in my insecurities and not just moved forward and leaned into, okay, well, this is life. This is what I want his life to look like. And I need to kind of walk into it now, um, mm -hmm. as is. So, wow. yeah, it was a really memorable, um, experience for us. Well, I feel like just listening to you say all of this stuff um, makes me miss you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just, Amanda, you're so, I'm going to cry. Okay, don't cry. I'm just proud to be your friend. Oh, gosh, I'm crying. <laughs> I think you're asking your son the question that he needs to ask and I think he's watching you he's learning so much from you he's learning he's watching you live through life with questions that you can't solve or answer but you're grabbing it with joy and and courage and saying you know what like this is us and we're gonna mm -hmm. do this together and I won't have all the answers for you but we can both ask questions and we can both talk about the answers and there may not be an answer. We're just going to enjoy life together. And I'm proud of you for some of these conversations that, I mean, I know what it's like to have a conversation with a child that you don't feel like you have the answers to and you just sit there. But I also know that, um, I know that you have people in your life, but I also know if I don't have an answer, I have a sounding board. Mm -hmm. And so, and Clayton, and I appreciate that. Um, but I know that you 
don't have that. And so I'm so proud of you, like proud to be your friend, not proud of you like a mom, but proud of you like, I want to be like you, you know? Hmm. So um, I, uh, I know this has been a journey and I know that Graham is such a special boy. And honestly, I just can't wait till we get to see you guys again. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out somehow. Yeah. But um, I want to thank you for being on this podcast. And um, I know that this is going to touch people's lives. And one thing that you guys should know is that Amanda has be- been wearing um, Graham's pink headphones the whole time. <laughs> um, and they look really cute on her. <laughs> But they don't go with her red shirt. I mean, they, we got to fix this thing. I know. I'm sorry. I was I'll not, you, I'll I was not color coordinated. <laughs> but um, I think it's cute that you're wearing your son's um, headphones uh, and even that they're pink. Hello. But, yeah. um, he, he liked pink when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, he's now grown out of that. But yeah. he's realized that, oh, like boys don't typically do that. But that's okay. <laughs> well, I have heard. Now, I don't remember where I heard this, but I think I actually read in a history book that pink used to be the color of royalty for men and um and blue was for the women so somehow in history i think it got switched it got mixed up well i won't let him know about that i mean you never know (laughs) maybe he just felt like royalty when he picked i guess (laughs) yeah um well thank you for your your Definitely for your kind words. Um, I think bearing witness to each other's lives is like one of the greatest gifts that that we can give each other, but also a gift to us, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that I've gotten in this single mom journey is that as we feel like we're not enough, that the, that the best thing that I can do is stay attuned to mm-hmm. Graham and that, um, you know, I've, I, as I've leaned into some wise counselors and, and psychologists that I've learned that being attuned to the kids is like the greatest need that they have yeah. and that um, it's really what we all need, right? Mm-hmm. That to know that they're seen and loved and um, that when I'm, that, that I'm present to know that, that something's off or, or wrong. And like we've talked about, not to be the helicopter parent um, because I can't fix all of life for him. And, and I've had to be honest with him about situations that I can't change. Um, but to let him know when, when things go wrong, that his feelings matter mm-hmm. and that I see him. Um, and or simply that I see him and I and I delight in who God made him to be, even without him having to do or accomplish anything. So I guess kind of like what you were saying of just yeah, bearing witness to each other's lives and yeah. and and being and like as a parent being attuned to what the other person needs and being present with them. Yeah. Um, and and so you have been a dear friend in all of this over the past several years as as some difficult things have come up uh and that I love that when I talk to you I don't feel like you're trying to fix me mm-hmm. and fix the solution you know that you do just sit and and hold the space with me whether it's something good or something hard is yeah. happening cool. 
Well, um, Overcoming Monday listeners, I hope this has been as awesome for you as it has for me. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Overcoming Monday, where I hope we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. Um, I hope this episode on motherhood has been enlightening and encouraging for you. And please know that if you have any questions or comments, you can DM me on either at Overcoming Monday on Instagram or at SharkKing99. Um, I'd love to receive your feedback and ideas for future podcasts. And please know that I really appreciate you listening today. And also, any reviews or um, comments that you, or what is it? What is it like reviews? You can review and subscribe. Give me stars. Yeah, all that stuff helps this podcast to succeed better. Yep. I did not write that out, that last part out, but (laughs) I do appreciate you for listening and uh, I hope that you tune in next time. Thank you for joining us today on Overcoming Monday. We wanted to take a moment to just thank all of the faithful supporters that have given to Clayton King Ministries. We've seen our friends step up in an amazing way, even in the midst of a global pandemic and an overall difficult year and allows us to keep preaching the gospel and making disciples. We couldn't do half of the things that we do without you. If you feel led to help us continue reaching students, church leaders, and podcast listeners like yourself, go to claytonking.com slash give to make a tax-deductible donation today. All of us at Clayton King Ministries really appreciate it. Again, this podcast happens because of listeners like you. Share with friends, follow Shari on Instagram and Facebook, and follow Overcoming Monday as well. We hope that this has been a great experience for you. We hope we have given you some little secrets for your big breakthrough.